All right, I've had, I've had kind of a frustrating morning. I think y'all will appreciate uh, how stupid this is. Um, so uh, occasionally someone on, uh, let's say Reddit, which is literally true in this case, uh, will post a thread and they're like, hey, check it out. I have this video game that never came out. I have the only copy of it. It was, it, it just materialized in my life. What should I do? My job being what it is, I'm, I'm, I am always tagged in on these conversations, Twitter, et cetera, panicked emails, stuff like that. Like, please take care of this. Um, this just happened. Someone on Reddit, I believe it might've been yesterday was like, Hey, I have the Nintendo 64 version of Sim Copter by Maxis. And Whoa! Uh, we don't, we don't know of another one. And he showed screenshots and stuff. And so he's got Sim Copter. Everyone's tagging me in. He's being weird about it. Last I heard he's, he was asking like a preservation group to like, buy it from him and then dump it, but then send the cartridge back like that level of weird. And I'm looking at this and uh, I'm like, we have that. We have this cartridge somewhere. It was donated to us at the foundation like three years ago and I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I'm like, oh God, we have this. I could I could just fix this right now. Shoot. I know it's in this office. I have checked every box in this office more than twice today. I cannot find it. It, it, I found three other Nintendo 64 prototypes I forgot about. Found those. Always the way. <laughs> Have not found SimCopter yet. Went and checked my email to see if there were clues from, I don't know. I don't even know what clues there would be in my email. But in doing so, I found that we have the source code for SimCopter, but I don't have the cartridge for the Nintendo Lord. 64 version. Uh, so the guy has since deleted his thread and disappeared. So it's like double pressure <laughs> to fix the situation. And uh, the point is... Uh, You're going to spend this whole show looking for it. I need more help here, man. I need more help. I need I need more money to hire more help to help me clean the the mess that I've made over the last five years of collecting priceless history and putting it in unmarked boxes because uh, I'm only one man, everyone. Frank, I think I forgot to tell you that uh, last time I was there, I borrowed your copy of uh, SimCopter <laughs> for the N64. Um, <laughs> it totally slips my mind, but uh, yeah, I'll bring it back. Is it any good? It's okay. back to insert credit episode 238 the video game talk show featuring a panel of experts who absolutely must answer whatever question i pose to them within six minutes or face the consequences uh -huh. i'm alex jaffe and my least favorite way to die in a video game is when i go down a pit to find out what's down there only to find out that it just kills you oh that's really good i don't know that anyone's gonna top that my name is frank Zafaldi. my least favorite way to die in a video game. Um, completely unavoidable, unfair, off-screen shot hits me. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Never play Call of Duty online, I'd say. Uh, I'm Jim Rogers. My least favorite way to die in a video game is when you know you're dead and then you just have to wait more than three seconds. It's just one, two, three. If you have to wait that long to die, it's very frustrating. Where it's like, oh, I can't, I can't win like in an auto-scrolling level and you're like stuck on the bottom and then you just, you're standing there and you just gotta, gotta wait. I thought you were talking about maybe like the really, really cool uh, animations that like Earthworm Jim forces you to watch every time for too long. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 
Or, you know, if you're like stuck in, in a combo in a fighting game. I mean, fighting games are built around this. It's the other person is killing you and you're in the middle of it. They just, they start up a combo and you're like, oh, I got hit and now I'm just, I'm done. There's no way to get out of this combo. There's just no way, unless I'm playing Killer Instinct, uh, in which case there's, I believe, a, a you know, a, a good two-word phrase yeah. to describe what I can do. Uh, otherwise, I just got to stand here and watch myself die. And there's another person who is laughing at me, and a whole crowd of people laughing at me. You're getting jiggled, but they're the clown. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I'm uh, uh, Miley's favorite way of dying in a video game. It's it's. It's related to pits when you you got to jump across a bunch of little precarious pits and then there are hazards in the air that are designed to knock you perfectly into the pits and and you have to be like really close to frame perfect in order to hit them or avoid them and it's just not fun i just want to breeze past those sections frank you won last week's episode and that means yeah. you have the opportunity to ask us all a question here at the top of the show. I just gave you some good uh, bonus content. I don't or you could let me questions. ask. I could have asked Frank a question. <laughs> well, yeah, go. You know what? Yeah, actually, Tim had a question he wanted to ask me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the baton. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question, Frank. Here's my question. In in simple terms, my question is: Did I goblinize? Let me explain what I mean by that question. I hurt my back. Somewhat recent. Did y'all hear that? Right. Yeah, um, that. My, my back is messed up. I heard you said you were going to a chiropractor. Uh, I was temporarily. Sure. Yeah. You went to a chiropractor at one point. Uh, what's that like? Uh, I'm, I'm going to a chiropractor soon. Um, my back is messed up. And I know everyone on this podcast, uh, except Alex Jaffe, is over the age of 40 at this point. Right. Right. By uh, how many days? By four days. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I recall. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Um, happy birthday. Uh, uh, Alex Jaffe is not 40 years old yet. But guess what, Jerry? It'll happen. Uh, uh, you will be someday. Oh, not the That's way I'm eating. <laughs> Hold on. Nice. Uh, this is a, this is a real concern. Uh, did you know, you all out there listening, uh, whether you like it or not, you can hurt your back. Uh, <laughs> uh, even just playing video games, right? Which is pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what I was doing. Even just sitting around, you could do it. What do we all have to say about that? It's bad. Like I know, I know Frank went to a chiropractor. Did that help? I did. It, well, okay. It, um, it probably wasn't for a lumbar disc herniation, which is what I have, uh, which just means one of my lumbar discs is a little inflated, and I've got weak knees because uh, it's. I got it. It's real bad. I need to. I should be sitting up more straight here because, uh, yeah, I goblinized. That's what okay. happened. So uh, the the chiropractors on the forums can 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 yell at me later, I guess. But uh, my take on 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 the practice is that it's uh, it's for temporary relief, but doesn't really do much for you long term. Um, and did it help me? Uh, yeah, occasionally, like my ribs would get out of place, stuff like that, and 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 they could kind of get them back in, but. It was not the root of my problem, and and they were not really able to find the the root of my problems. I was having um like my right shoulder was just not great. In in going to see a doctor, doctor who did things like ultrasound my muscles and actually like collect data and 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 was interested in how my body worked. Uh, that ultimately all it really was happening was that my right hip was out of place and it just caused a chain reaction that went up to my shoulder and I'm good. Oh, now. the chain. 
And we did a really cool procedure where he uh, extracted uh, uh, some plasma from me and just injected uh, concentrated platelets into the damaged areas. And like my body just wow. healed itself in the cool places. Uh, that, oh, God, that, that rules. Yeah, it does rule. And what was even cooler is that this doctor that I saw does it to himself all the time. So he was like, wow. Right. Like he was explaining like, yeah, you know, I, I play piano and I was having some, you know, it was starting to hurt. So just just <laughs> just injected my hands and uh, good, good, as good. As and the weird thing is I couldn't before. Yeah. Uh, so like he he's just constantly like hacking his body to just individually heal these small parts. And it's this is like what what people in the San Francisco Bay Area talk about. But you never have any evidence that they do it. Right. Like body so. hacking. So I have hacked my, my hip, my, I got a hacked hip and now I'm good. Uh, but that said, Tim, uh, it provides relief. Um, it's all about alignment, but, but I don't get the impression that it's about keeping things aligned. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like you will get aligned and then fall back out is my experience. So uh, there might shoot. be, there might be a physical therapy component to it as well. I, I've, I've been doing physical therapy for my neck and for my, uh, I got neck. so many problems here. I, I have this beautiful chair, this beautiful, beautiful chair. This uh, this steel case gesture with very good lumbar support and very good adjustable seat and back and everything. A nice headrest. Uh, I'm very ergonomical at my desk. It's just I do spend a lot of time sitting right here playing video games on the TV for capturing stuff. Uh, for research purposes, there will be hundreds of hours of sitting on this sofa. And my previous sofa messed with my back real bad. My back was driving me bonkers and I ended up trashing the sofa. Uh, we, nobody wanted it. It was a brand new sofa. Cyberpunk 2077 on this sofa uh, ended up just goblinizing my my lower back, just ruining it. And this sofa made me a little more. This new sofa that I have, you all can't. Uh, the listener can't see it. You guys can pr- likely see my my large sofa. I won't say the name, uh, the the brand of the sofa because uh, I don't want to endorse it. I don't know yet if it's further goblinizing me though this sofa has not has not fixed miraculously my back um my back has continued to get worse just at a slower pace than on the old sofa the old sofa was an article sofa uh it was a piece of trash i don't recommend buying an article sofa i've I've been to a chiropractor i don't know if you want to hear about it oh shoot let's hear it so as as you may or may not know i was getting rear-ended in my car uh like once every six eight months um i'd just be like sitting at a stoplight or in a parking spot or whatever and someone would just ram into the back of the car and the last time that it happened it was it was on the five freeway and probably looking at his phone yeah he was probably looking at his phone he said that he um he oh well then you know if if we want to hear about this i guess we won't hear about the chiropractor the end (laughs) Uh, i kind of uh yeah i mean i'm i'm somewhat uh let's just use the phrase viscerally interested in okay okay in uh in, in in listening to anecdotes about chiropractic i suppose we'll one up this question so one thing that you should know about chiropractors is they are not medical doctors. They do not have oh, to go yeah. through the same rigorous training. And they, they're whatever school of chiropractic they get their thing from, it could be whatever. It could just be what it's like homeopathic medicine. There, there's like there's stuff that can help you and there's stuff that's just like it's whatever. He did some stuff and it was fine. But the overwhelming feeling that I got was being scammed. Interesting. He he worked for a, a very short period of time on me, but also took a bunch of X-rays and then gave me uh, electrolysis treatment while I was sitting in this 
massage chair, which was basically like a bunch of steel metal balls grinding against my bones is what it was while my face was being electrocuted. And uh, while this was happening, it was like one of the most uncomfortable feelings I've ever had. While this was happening, I was looking around the room that they had put me in at all of these oldie time newspaper uh, articles that were about like from the early days of uh, chiropractic or whatever you call oh, yeah. it. And, uh, Cowboy and they time were, uh, Yes, cowboy time, chiropractic. Cowboy chiropractor. Yes, exactly. It, no, literally that. That hurt from mining or whatever. And uh, <laughs> half of them were about how this is not a scam. This really works. And and oh, it was yeah. just. So I was just surrounded by all this stuff that oh, was like, God. this is not a scam. This is the real deal. It really helps you. While I w- my face was being electrocuted. And my back was being ground into by these metal balls. And uh, oh my god! And my dad was like, "He's the best, <laughs> the best guy in the city." If this, <laughs> if this, if this is the best that we got, I think this is not for me. And so I was just like, "I'm, I'm gonna see a real doctor." Best backcracker right. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a real great name for like you know like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Ah, uh, oh God, like Jackson backcracker, cowboy chiropractor, like Jackson <laughs> Flacco fixer. Jackson. Back. Jackson Backcracker, cowboy chiropractor. How's that? Yeah. How's that uh, for a TV show? <laughs> I would not watch that. Here's my first question. Norman Reedus recently spilled the beans that Kojima Productions is working on Death Stranding 2. Yeah. What's the Metal Gear Solid 2 style move they can make to subvert the first game? Ooh, um, uh, basically, uh, Norman Reedus dies probably in like the first hour, and then it's uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, I was going to say Guillermo <laughs> del Toro is is actually the, the secret protagonist. Yeah, that would be funny. I'm guessing it's going to be Keanu Reeves. That's my guess, just off the All top right. of my head. And then there will be no promotion about it, much like uh, Keanu Reeves was like such a big deal for Cyberpunk 2077. What if... It's just he's the main character of Death Stranding 2, but they don't do any press for it. That's the next level, is Kojima having a big Hollywood thing and then not not like yelling about it for years before yeah. it happens. Because he had Kiefer Sutherland and MGS5, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just guessing there's going to be a surprise, and it's going to be Keanu Reeves. I don't know why. That's just what it seems like. But it's been done. I can't, you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. he's just in cyberpunk. I, 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 he was, I don't see he was real good in there, uh, but also secret. It's It would be secret Keanu Reeves. That's not right. been done. But also the concept of the protagonist switcheroo is already done. Metal Gear Solid 2. Sure. Did. He's got He's got to do it again, though. He's got to do it. He could do it better. Like doing it a second time would be so much funnier because the stakes are higher now. What if it's an entirely different game? Could be good. Right, like, like it, it, he's setting you up for Death Stranding Two as an actual sequel to Death Stranding, but it's like it ends up being a tactical game about deploying your delivery guys or something, like a Zone of the Enders. Yeah, pulling the rug like he did with uh, whatever the last Metal Gear Solid was five. Five, I, yeah. I, I, no Metal Gear Solid game. That was something else. Yeah, it was a good weird one. It was. I appreciate what it was, but it's I, <laughs> forty hours in. I don't feel like I was like partway into a story even yet so not a metal gear game very odd game death stranding is also a very odd game though yeah so maybe that's just what he does now he just makes weird ones i remember when death stranding uh so i i I reviewed death stranding for a major publication uh major video game publication and i remember at the time 
that I like Sony sent me made me sign an NDA and they're like if you'd like at 3 p.m. on this day you may make a tweet saying you were playing the game it's like oh that's weird I was like allowed to stay I don't know if anybody here watched my Death Stranding review on Kotaku.com's YouTube channel I think it's one of my favorite things I saw that and if you want to watch one thing that I did I think that might be a funny one to watch um even though i i i workshopped some of my best jokes out of it because they were too good there's a part where i say uh uh reviewing death stranding is the mount everest of of video game critic assignments quite fitting for a game starring a protagonist who looks like he just climbed mount everest twice and the original joke was uh, uh quite fitting for a game that stars a protagonist who looks like he just climbed k2 k twice I, I i workshopped that down to climbed mount everest twice that's so much better yeah i mean i was trying to build an audience at that point not entertain the existing audience All and right. i think i think i made the right sacrifice uh whether you know it or not everyone i can express a little restraint in my writing unlike hideo kojima um <laughs> which uh if anyone anybody who's played all the way has, has anyone here beaten death stranding Am I the only one? Yeah, just you. I, I don't know how one would. I, oh, I, I mean, I would have if not for the combat. I appreciate that game, but I think I was like 20 hours in and it was much like Metal Gear Solid 5 where it's just like, how much more of my life am I going to devote to this, man? Well, in Death Stranding, about 40 more hours. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, it was very long and I, I talk in my review briefly. I don't spoil anything in my review. If anybody wants to watch my review, I think my review was very fun. Because Sony said I w- could only use 20 minutes of footage, and my review is an hour long. So uh, I just ostentatiously reuse a lot of the same stuff. I had a very good time uh, pushing against the constraints of of uh, the, the NDA. Much like Hideo Kojima had a very good time pushing against the restraints of the MSX hardware when he invented the stealth genre with Metal Gear. Because he couldn't have more than one moving character at a time or whatever. Anyway... I say that I there's never been a Hideo Kojima game that I have not finished like at sunrise, you know, right. because it's always the the you think it's over. And Death Stranding was just the most hilarious over the top, uh, the most over the top. You think it's over? Nope. Like a, a video game history. We know Kojima has where it's. I mean, there was like eight hours of stuff. Uh, like I, I'm about to fight the final boss, and then it's like. All right, this is the final boss. Let's see what happens. And then there's another final boss, and then there's an ending, and then another ending, and then the credits are like an hour long, and you're playing during the credits. And so here's what I would think: Kojima's had this idea forever about uh, a game that destroys itself when you when you lose or when you finish it or whatever. Like when you when you die, the game destroys itself, and you have to play it again. It just kind of sounds like arcade games, you know. Uh, put another 100 yen in or whatever it also sounds dangerously close to he was dangerously thinking about nfts even in the 1990s i wouldn't put it past kojima to uh i don't know incorporate some I mean, we could sit here and brainstorm kojima-esque ideas all day like maybe you have a character creator and uh you make the character and then you if you die you've got to make a new character and then that character's dead and you know it's chasing you or whatever it's like it's like it's it's 10 miles behind you and and it's going to be fine. It's like the nemesis system, but it's ghosts of your, I don't know. It's like, it's, this just, uh, there's a million things you could do. I think it would be really funny if the game is only like an hour long and then the ending is like 40 hours long. I think that's, that's my joke answer. Um, All right. you just have to, you're just watching an ending for 40 hours 
and it's just credits. We're over time. Yeah, much like Death Stranding uh, ran over time for quite some time. Boom. Boom. Uh, yeah. Uh... What would it take to get you to buy alternate costume DLC? What do you mean? Is DLC even a thing anymore? Like, it's just... It, it kind of whatever, is. Right? It exists. Uh, okay. For sure. Okay. Um, uh, just a cosmetic new outfit for your character. If it was like a gangster outfit and it was like a zombie game and I could be like a 1920s like Italian mobster. Oh, like Stubbs the zombie. I'd pay a dollar for that. Actually, I, I have an answer that's very quick and, and succinct, which is uh, uh, it's a game I already play and the entirety of the purchase benefits a charitable cause, I believe in. Oh, oh. Yeah, not, not bad. Can I ask, is this necessarily only cosmetic? Like it has no no function? It's because, only cosmetic. Okay, because I, I like when they sell a costume and then the costume comes with a little story. Like if you if you do that for it, like I, I get a little little extra scenario, then that's then that's cool. But I guess if not, then uh, one thing is if I want to give the developer additional money, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know sometimes you're just enjoying the game and it's like I wish these people ha- could. I wish I could pay them a little more. If you, if you're feeling nice, sometimes you feel that way. I want to add that to my answer. That that could be the cause I believe in also, is these people mm-hmm. should should eat more. Yeah. Is there a specific character you want to dress up? Mm, no. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I played that Super Mario Odyssey. played the heck out of it, right? And there's a lot of different outfits for Mario in that. There's different hats, different uh, shirts, right? You can have like aviation Mario where he's got a leather jacket and like goggles. Yeah. And uh, all of those outfits were so well designed. They were like so like really, really good looking outfits. I would have at the time Mario Odyssey came out, I would have paid a couple dollars for more purchasable outfits in Mario Odyssey. That's my my honest answer. Because there was like a football outfit where you can make Mario dress dress him up as a football player, right? But you can like take the helmet off so he's not wearing a helmet and he just has like a cool football jersey. And it's the Nintendo 64 logo colors, and his number is 64. That's just really cool. Little stuff like that. That was uh, maybe the best cosmetic outfits in a video game. And if they would have sold, if they would have just had the guts to sell me a couple uniforms, I probably would have done it. If I could pay a a dollar and turn Mario into Sonic, (laughs) I mean, why not? It would be really stupid. And it would be pointless. Or turn him into Bonk. But I'd I'd, I'd pay a dollar for it. Yeah, turn him into Bonk, turn him into Bubsy. Um, well, knowing knowing the way uh, all the laws work, uh, <laughs> it would probably have to be like eight dollars. Yeah, because uh, Sega would be wanting you know money over the table and under the table at the same oh, time. Here, here's one: um, make my car look cooler if if it's in a an automobile video game and it doesn't change that. the stats, but I but it looks the it, it's a cool car model. That's a that's a cosmetic. Let me drive uh, the the. Um, Ferrari and Outrun, but now it's a Honda Prelude. I'll pay. I'll pay money for that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll tell you something. I, I technically already have paid a little bit of money for some cosmetic DLC in a game, and uh, it makes me feel a little weird. Let me explain. I usually these days buy the digital deluxe version of of a AAA, yeah, uh, first party video game. I feel like, uh, despite their uh, their somewhat ill reputation for uh respecting their past a company like sony playstation they're not going to turn off uh ghost of tsushima for the playstation 5 at any point right 
they're probably gonna it's probably they're probably never gonna set up a, a trigger that just turns it off and lets me never play it again so i feel like buying the digital deluxe version of sony's triple a exclusives is like uh the thing to do because they usually give you some stuff right and i don't know why i buy the digital deluxe version it's like ten dollars more and i'm like i'm already spending seventy dollars on a video game so i did buy the digital deluxe ghost of tsushima and then i get through the intro and you know the intro you're like you're you're you're, you're like running through a village that's being attacked you have to find your sword and on your way out there's like you and your your ninja friend you're at the stables and there's horses and she's like let's just take a horse let's go i'll take one of these and you just pick one and i walk up to one horse and it's like a black horse and then there's a white horse and i'm like yeah dude i'm gonna take the black horse right Whichever horse you take, she takes the other one, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to take the black horse. But then I go over and there's a third horse that's like a tan horse with like a blue saddle. And uh, the game says, uh, this is the digital deluxe horse available only. You walk over to it and this notification just fades onto the screen. This is the digital deluxe horse available only to purchasers of the digital deluxe version of the game. I'm going to name my horse that, by the way. You respected VIP premium customers. We offer this beautiful horse only to you. And I'm like, uh, my ninja friend doesn't even see this horse, right? She's like looking at the other two horses. There is like a third stall in this stable just for the digital deluxe horse, DDH, right? And it's like, I kind of want the all black horse because this is a story of revenge, you know? I'm driving out the Mongol horde, uh, getting revenge for the the murders, the atrocities they committed at my village. I, I, I want to ride this black horse of revenge, you know, and make my guy look all sinister. But you know what I did? I chose the god darn digital deluxe horse. How weird is that, huh? They got yeah. me. I'm like, ah, I guess I'll take the digital deluxe horse. After several hours of game, I was like, ah, the horse actually owns. This horse is cool. He looks, uh, yeah, oh. Play Ghost of Tsushima, everybody. It's real good. Electronic Arts is getting itself ready for a buyer. If we pooled all our resources together and chipped in, what would we do with it? Oh my God, five bucks. I would, I, I'll chip in five bucks. The question is, what would we do if we, if we collectively owned Electronic Arts? Does, does this yeah. have nothing yeah. to do with EA or does it? I'm I'm confused about it. What do you mean? EA is for sale. What do you mean? Sorry, I thought yeah. I thought you meant if we collectively pulled our resources, what would we do with those resources? What would? Oh we, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, never mind. No, we've collectively <laughs> pulled our resources. <laughs> a sandwich. Uh, I put in five dollars. Uh, Frank put in ten billion. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> you put in uh, how much are you worth? Fifty three million. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> right. So <laughs> okay. So well, and, and, and I'm clearly laundering money because of the whole nonprofit status. So yeah, mm-hmm. I have the ten billion. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, thanks for selling me that copy of Sim Copter for Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> by the way, that's why I don't have. That's why I'm down to five bucks and Frank has ten billion. Well, I'm gonna release Sim Copter for the Nintendo sixty four finally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get it out too. there. Yeah. Make some more burnout games. Like a sequel to Paradise? Yeah, a new, a new burnout would be very nice, yeah. Two burnout, two Paradise. All right. What else? Hard Hat Max coming back. Um, uh, Madden is canceled because it's for bros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And Not real gamers. Real real gamers don't play Madden. Day one announcement is all <laughs> Maddens are canceled. Get get rid of the cash cow. We don't need it. A big JM is dead. Uh, no more turduckins. Uh are being produced uh when asked why we just say he died (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. He's dead. <laughs> and then if pressed for further comment, we will we will comment that Madden's for bros. So we only want to make games that are for gamers. Yeah, we make games about alive people here at Electronic Arts. <laughs> Road Rash is back. Medal of Honor, just play Call of Duty. Come on, we don't need that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just play Call of Duty. Titanfall 3, yes, right? Mm-hmm. We're all sure. for Titanfall 3. Brandon said Road Rash, I like that. Um, yeah, Road Rash is back. Uh, Road Rash yeah. is definitely back. I think Skate or Die is back. Get TT Games to make a sequel to Galahad. Oh, yeah. Skate or Die. No, this skate, it's Skate 4. Skate 4, colon, Skate 4, Die. Skate 4, Die. Skate 4, Die. Skate 4 Die. I like that. Skate 4 Die. Skate 4 Dead is the the Zombies expansion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I think we should uh, pivot all of our resources into uh, free-to-play mobile projects. Oh, yeah, sure. I I think uh, a gotcha element would be very refreshing. Uh, You could uh, put... You could collect shards of the... I don't know who's an EA character I can pull. Yeah, that's right. Let's cancel the John Madden games, but let's start putting John Madden on the box art for all the FIFA games. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they just lose the license to use the name FIFA? Uh, Maybe they did, and maybe they didn't. Uh, uh, We're putting John Madden on the front cover of the soccer game. Yeah, what if we called it John Madden Football, but we're using football in the uh, European Spelling it in Spanish, yes. Right. I'm actually like, I'm starting to take this question seriously. That's always been an option, I suppose. Uh, Like, I almost want to guarantee that the company forever remains independent um, because I believe it will be the last one. So it's like, there's probably some power there, right? Like just being the last. How would they be? We just bought them. Are they independent still? Well, uh, now they're ours and we're independent. I'm just just Uh, saying that we we are setting the framework where we're the last large video game company that that is not absorbed by an even larger video game company and 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 i don't know what that gets us i just i just have a feeling that like if if this whole thing blows over and we're gambling on just remaining independent it might pay off really well down the line so that, that's what i'd do I, I would i would once all the giants collapse i would steadfastly i would never panic i would you know mr potter comes to town and and we're not panicking Right, like uh, not Harry Potter. The It's a Wonderful Life, Mr. Potter, and uh, we're we're holding fast and we're getting through it. And at, at the other end of that, we're the last independent video game company, and we're probably getting a lot of really good opportunity because of it. Okay, here's what I want to do. Then maybe is uh, is create a new game console. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wait. Can we? Should we purchase the trademark to 3DO? Yes, I was going to say we mm. would. What would you call it, though? The 3D one? <laughs> the 3D owned? The 4D. Um, I don't know what we'd call it, but I, I actually, I don't know. Like, the the only attempt at something like the 3DO since the 3DO is, like, Steam boxes, right? Where it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's PC stuff, and it's like... Yeah. I still think there might be something to a licensable dumb box that only plays modern video games and nothing else. Yeah, that, I mean, like, the... The, the equivalent of the mister, but for modern things. Right. Where it, it plays everything, but you you can build it yourself. You can buy a prefab one. Everyone oh, can. Well, I don't know if we make money on that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we're building a console, like like a Switch or whatever, that, the that, EA like, Mini. that anyone can license and manufacture. I'm oh, not yeah. saying, no, I, I mean, I, if, you, if you want to make a cool open source thing, uh, we're, we're going to go out of business. And then, I all right. It's time to pull you guys back down to the ground. That's time. Oh, uh, we'll be right back after a quick break. 
I was going to say, let's just bring back that EA Partners initiative that made games like Shadows of the Darned, Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, uh, the that Syndicate yeah. reboot. There was that whole period where they seemed mm. really dedicated to just to pushing out a bunch of cool AAA video games and branding them with the EA yeah, they thing. They forgot about doing that. It probably worked really well, and that's why they stopped it. Yeah, well, it's weird. Dead Space did pretty good, and then they just decided, eh, yeah, Dead Space, that's what we do. All right. Thanks. Thanks for trying, everybody. Uh, we're going to make a couple more dead spaces. Everybody else go home. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for the second installment of our monthly segment, The Golden Age of Konami, where I get one attempt to guess what Tim Rogers considers the Golden Age of Konami. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> Last time, I guessed 1995 to 1997. That was incorrect. This time, I'm guessing 1993 to 1995. No, unfortunately, no. Uh, I'll have to try again next month. Uh, it's time to go into the dirt bag. Uh, this dirt is our bag. weekly segment where we get a question submitted to us through the donators to patreon.com slash insert credit, where for nominal fee, you get access to this forum, monthly bonus episodes, other exclusive content and surprises as they come down. Uh, this week's question is from an anonymous donor who says, Design a mascot for the ESRB. <laughs> a cop. Very good. I was going to say a lawyer, but... <laughs> a lawyer, but it's drawn by the Penny Arcade guys. Mm. <laughs> okay. The, so we're contracting Penny Arcade to, yes, to do the actual art. To draw okay. the lawyer. So if it's the ESRB specifically and not the ESA, um, the ESRB is more of the, like, the, the overburdening parent right like not not the lawyer that controls the whole thing the esrb specifically is the like this is an appropriate uh entity so i think it's more of a like karen if you'll if you'll excuse the term i, th I think i think the esrb the esrb's mascot is is a, is a white woman in her early 40s uh, yes. or late 30s right okay yeah yes. that makes sense that's that's the right place to start she's not a lawyer <laughs> she you know she she might have a lawyer in the family cuz she's probably you know she probably comes from money yeah but she's not herself a practicing lawyer because uh she's too busy uh being concerned about things that don't concern her from what i can tell the esrb just uh uh they don't really do anything right they don't uh as far as i can tell this is my my fan theory the esrb doesn't have any employees it's just like one guy who's just making money under the they've table def they've definitely got some but there aren't that many of them there's like have you six met them though or something. Oh, I mean, uh, Danny O'Dwyer did one of the, did a documentary about them, and and uh, you can look right at the people. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, so it's probably like six people because it's like they ask yeah. you to send videos or whatever of all of your. Do they do, do they AAA do. people? Have to, I know Saro requires you to send video footage of every single moment of your game in Japan. So I had to work on some of that stuff. Um, you don't have to send everything. It has to be representative of at the AAA level. At the physical level, there are different things you have to do than at the digital and and you do i actually just got an email like last week that i was supposed to send them codes for uh for Gunsport that i had forgotten to do or maybe not realized i had to do i had to send them codes for the stadia version because then they go through again and check if you've had made any violations and then if you have then you have to pay them several thousand dollars so it, it's like that's wild yeah if you hide if you hide porn in your game somebody finds it and then parents sue basically the esrb yeah. won't uh, won't uh, protect you because you signed something with them so they do kind of check up on your stuff they're a little more um 
domineering perhaps than one might but they're also they also really have this kind of mom and pop operation vibe where it's just like you get an email from michael or whatever it's it's not it's not like sincerely esrb staff it's like some person do a specific person and when you need to figure things out you just mail that person uh it's it's pretty odd it's it it has a very old internet feel to it like it feels like you're you're emailing their hotmail or their net their their netscape email or whatever you know yeah so anyway what is this for a uh for a what mascot. does this say for a mascot though i don't know i mean i, f- I feel like just a, just a person is not very exciting i want it to be like poochie from the simpsons or something where the esrb is trying to rebrand themselves as cool but failing that's what that's what i'd like to see i'd like yeah. to see like uh and i'm into that yeah yeah they, they they're like what are the what are the kids like they like god of war and so they try to create like a god but he's also a furry for some reason he's got to be rated that... e for everyone whoever it is for sure mm-hmm. It should be like Scruff McGruff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no one named Scruff McGruff. Okay, there's Scruff and McGruff. Scruff is McGruff's nephew. Yeah, little, right. little Scruff. How do you know Scruff's last name isn't also McGruff? Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's right. They are related. <laughs> Dang it. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I was talking about Scruff the Younger. I mean, McGruff the Younger. So Scruff McGruff, so now, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Yes. There you go. Incredible. Um, and that's our mascot. I think it's literally McCross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, tow him, haul him up out of the bottom of the lake where he currently resides or whatever. To be clear, he's alive at the bottom of the lake. He's, he's alive he's at the living. bottom of the lakes. Just, yeah. He just can't a, drown. He's just been there the whole time alive. But McGruff, the undrownable crime dog. He's undrownable. You can't drown this god darn yeah. guy. It's not usually what we say about him but he's he's based in chicago so he's he he knows all about the arcade scene already uh, his name is the, dusty mcgruff now days. dusty mcgruff all right we're he's wearing time. a midway it's t-shirt the crime dog. we're all in agreement what is the porco rosso of video games shoot uh-huh. hayao miyazaki says that porco rosso was designed because he was watching a movie while uh, on a flight and he was falling asleep during the movie and he felt uh it was a pleasant experience to be witnessing a film uh, like in flickers uh, in a dreamlike fashion so he made porco rosso as a film in that uh, the ideal way he says to watch it is while falling asleep on an airplane no joke okay he wanted it to just be this sort of wispy sort of uh old hollywood old european kind of italian style or kind of crusty sort of movie i think porco rosso porco rosso is my favorite miyazaki movie because uh i i like weed stuff does this make sense even though I don't smoke weed, I, I like I have willingly gone to concerts uh, hundreds of times by bands uh, that appeal to uh, people who are high on weed, um, and I just go there and like it. So I, I can enjoy Porco Rosso on my television on HBO Max and Fandango. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's on Fandango. I don't think Fandango exists anymore. They're voodoo now. <laughs> Goodbye, Fandango. Oh, as, soon, as soon as you canceled, like the <laughs> Sayonara Fandango, <laughs> you, you were you were the only subscriber. I was keeping them afloat. Yeah, they weren't allowed to to sunset the product until there were no subscribers. You... Please let us go, and then <laughs> let uh, us die, Fred. It's time. <laughs> Just let me die. Fandango was great. It's too bad. It was it, in the Matrix. It like like instead of not like this, yes, like this is what they were saying. <laughs> Until Brandon quit, yes, like this. So you know, I I can put Porco Rosso on in the middle of the night and just kind of let it drift on the TV. I still have never watched the English version. 
which has Michael Keaton as the voice of Porco Rosso. I have watched the French version, which has Jean Reno as the voice of Porco Rosso. And uh, the, 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 uh, the Japanese version has uh, Akio Otsuka as the American, and the American version has Carrie Elways as the American. Is this nice. making sense to anybody? We're keeping track of this here. So what do we got? Um, Jean Reno as Porco Rosso Onimusha 3? Is that where we're at here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where we're at? Uh, Orlando. I was trying to think of something dreamy, and uh, and I wasn't. Um, what I did think of is Sky Gunner on the PS2, which is a... a oh, a game a, with like, uh, some superficial similarities. Why not just say Tail Concerto? Well, I feel... The reason I feel that uh, Sky Gunner is a little closer is that it's... I feel like the story is a little more in that known... I mean, it's a little more Miyazaki-ish, and the yeah. flying is kind of weird and obtuse and mechanical which makes me think of that it's it's a little more hardcore than than you need for porco rosso where you're fading in and out i I think porco rosso is an aesthetic that is rife i mean ripe ripe for someone to ultra superficially evoke in a small team indie game uh to resounding retweet acclaim regardless of the actual material substantial quality of the final product it might be one of the i i just i feel like it's gonna happen and when it does uh it's gonna be a big deal for like a few minutes on the internet although i would say in all honesty if i had to pick a, the porco rosso video games uh i'd say dragon guard 2 because it is it's a little extra hardcore but it's uh, it's not really I wouldn't call that game. It's it's pretty uh, it it's pretty easy. Um, it's got a Dynasty Warriors kind of combat, but it's a little bit snappier. It's got a good dream work dream like kind of plot, and it also has much flying. For some reason, that was the answer that immediately came to mind. Have you all ever seen that uh, Snoopy versus the Red Baron PS2 game? I think I've talked about it on here yeah. before. I've I've got that game on my PS2 right now. But I mean, that, that's another. Uh, visually i feel like that's pretty on target um mm-hmm. you know for for the number of times i've brought this game up i should probably buy it <laughs> i actually don't have it just put a two terabyte hard drive in your ps2 Look, i don't know where my ps2 is that's part of the problem whoa <laughs> just, i mean i know where it is generally it's okay. just uh, right. sounds like you got too many cool things in a small place that's right it's in my garage as they say garage it's in my garage. My PS2 is uh, right there. It's like four feet in front of my finger right now. It's right there. Nice. Tell it I said what's up. It, and in fact, I'm gonna. Not, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's on my PS4. My PS2 is on. That's the sound. It's. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm right back to the old. Uh, the old era. Uh, the old original PS2 era. By which I mean my PS2 is right there, and my PS1 is right on top of it. For the past eight months. We've been addressing your who would win in a fight question submitted on forums.insertcredit.com and pitting the winners against each other, eliminating the overall winner from future competitions. But today, we now have a full bracket of eight shadow band fighters, so it's time to determine which of them is the most broken. Wow, it's actually time. This actually is happening. This is the season finale of Violence Island. Yeah, we're here. Uh, our first match is Shadow the Hedgehog, the originator of the Shadow Band, versus uh-huh. Colonel Volgan from the Metal Gear Solid series. Now, 
before we get into this, Volgan was a controversial pick because famously in Metal Gear Solid 3, the way you defeat Volgan, he gets struck by lightning. He's struck by lightning. And yet yeah. he was able to defeat Pikachu by our ruling. And this yeah. raised some hackles, uh, but unfortunately that's just sometimes how it goes. I was either not there for that one or I was sick because this, this is making me sick just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Volgan. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the Hedgehog. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's fast and he's got guns and uh, Volgan will uh, eventually die to guns, right? So if, and what's he going to do? Try to shoot lightning at Shadow? Is he, no, it's Shadow, dude. And Shadow has how many endings? He's, he's Shadow's like, fast. The 300 yeah. endings? Yeah, he's got like 300 different endings in his video. How many game, does yes. Volgan have? One. Just one, struck by lightning. Where he dies, yes. Yeah, that's right. Man, so. being struck by lightning is like my favorite uh, my favorite joke to make uh, during a movie whenever Mimsy uh, knows I've already seen the movie and won't stop asking, what's going to happen to this guy? Is he going to be okay? <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be like, don't worry. Is, is that guy going to kill that guy? Is he going to get killed by that guy? Oh, my God. I'll just be like, no, he's going to get, the bad guy's going to get struck by lightning. It's like the joke I'll, I'll make so often. That's what always happens to the bad guys in Final Fantasy 13. That's true. Like, That's like Mimsy, we were watching, my favorite example was Down, Downton like Abbey. Uh, Mimsy kept asking if such and such character was going to live or die in Downton Abbey. And I'll be like, no, in the, in the series finale, uh, she gets struck by lightning at her wedding. Uh, and I kept saying it. I'm like, you think it's a joke, but it's going to happen. Our next match is Kratos of God of War versus the Raving Rabbit. Oh, jeez. I think... Uh, just one Raving Rabbit? No. The, all the, of the Raving Rabbit. All of them? All of them. Yeah, maybe, maybe you weren't here for this, but we decided the, the Rabbids are are infinite. Yeah. So, Rabbids, uh, uh, you can't strike them all with lightning, but Kratos, he could get struck by lightning. That's true. We don't actually know <laughs> how lightning Kratos... Is not, lightning is irrelevant right now. <laughs> no, it's it's a stormy day on the, the shadow... That has not been established. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm checking the weather report. There's and storm yes, clouds. Uh, there is there there is in fact a storm brewing. So Kratos actually coming up in God of War Ragnarok is it launching in the year 2022? We don't know. Stay tuned to insert credit for more speculation about what games are getting delayed. We got all the hottest news here. We don't know if God of War Ragnarok is coming out in the year 2022 or the year 2023. However, people who played the original God of War know God of War 2018 know that it ends with Thor. The God of Thunder showing up on uh, Kratos' doorstep, um, wanting revenge for the death of his uh, brother, uncle, nephew, cousin. I don't know who uh, the guy is. Balder, the guy you killed. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not a Norse mythology expert. We don't know how Kratos fares against lightning. We just don't know. We don't know if the God of Thunder is going to kill uh, Kratos. So just throwing that out there. You can go ahead and talk about the rabbits now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, previously we established that uh, there are infinite rabbits, but I don't think that's fair uh, because rabbits are inherently French and yeah. the population of France is 67.39 million. So I'm okay. going to say there are 67 million rabbits. Well, you, Kratos can get some big combos if we're talking yeah. PS2 era. Yeah. I mean, he can really go toe to toe with a lot of dudes at once. I do think that, that of the... Um... Of the characters that the rabbits have fought, Kratos is the most likely. But rabbits have guns is another thing. Kratos has a shield now. He has a shield, and also his whippy whippy chains block things. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, body. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this. I haven't played the newest God of War. I've only played PS2 
I, I think just the first one, honestly. Um, but my understanding from like the E3 stuff I saw, things like that, is that uh, he is a dad and he's mm-hmm. like a pretty good dad and he's like, you know, he says boy, probably, like maybe not quite as Hank Hill, but you he know, says like he's, he's one of those dads. And uh, I think the rabbits might respond to that level of authority. I don't think anyone's tried that on them. Oh my God. That's a good point. He could minionize them, dude. Yeah. He could minionize yeah. those rabbits. He could gremlinize them. Maybe they're just going to be on his team. Yeah, that's a good so. point because the rabbits are so, uh, they're so like affable and all over the place that he might just be like, let's not fight. Let's do something else. And they'd be like, skibbity doop dop or whatever they say. Yeah. yeah, we never considered that. Yeah. Frenchity French French. I don't want to spoil God of War 2018, but let's just say that uh, uh, Kratos is good at, uh, he's good at marshalling uh a particularly mischievous uh, sort of minion, if you know what I mean. Uh, nobody here has played God of War 2018, right? That's a good game, uh, Frank. If you were ever looking for, if you were ever looking for a pretty good video game to play, do you have a PS5? Uh, no, but guess what? It's on the PC. It's a PC. Yeah, I got it on the PC, dude. Yeah. 4K 120, dude. Uh, it runs like god darn butter, like hot butter. That's a really, really nice video game. That I believe I pitched to Brandon as uh, uh, having, you know, very attuned sensibilities to some of the best old Japanese action games. It's got a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a go. A lot of a lot of substance in there. I'd recommend that one. Also, I think the story is pretty neat. So whatever. I am in favor of ruling for Kratos, uh, shepherding the rabbits into a controllable shape. Yeah, he's he's now got the rabbits. The rabbits are his bros now, and we have to deal with it. Yep. <laughs> we we do have to deal with it. The the survivor of this is both of them. Yes. Yeah, but Kratos isn't charged. Yeah, yeah it's Kratos, Kratos now match. has minions. Uh, our next match is Takahashi Majin versus the King of All Cosmos. Oh shoot! Hmm. Takahashi Majin can press buttons real fast. It's true, and he can ride a skateboard. Yeah, he can ride a skateboard. I think the King it, of All Cosmos can rewrite reality. I think so. Can he? I, I thought don't he. Know. We, don't, we don't really know, we know what he can, can do. We know he can smash up stars. We know he can make stars. Yeah. You know, it, it, okay, the, the beginning of, of the original Katamari Damashi, I believe he's kind of on a bender and he destroys worlds. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think Meijin can damage him is the main thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone can damage him. Is there damaging the King of the Cosmos? Yeah. I'm not, Emotionally, not maybe? Meijin can throw as many uh, as many tomahawks per second as yeah. the player can press a button. It's true. While riding a skateboard and while jumping mm. really high with the skateboard. He could ride up. I, I feel like, uh, first of all, can I? it's been long enough since Katamari Damashi came out. I'm, I'm going to just say this. I don't think the King of All Cosmos is funny. I don't think the writing is cute. I like it. I remember seeing a screenshot of like the English version. I only ever played it in Japanese. And just being like, ah, man, just that level of writing. And then uh, being like, why do I feel like I'm going to just see this for 20 years? interesting because i feel well i actually think that that did end up being true and and as i'm thinking about it i i no longer find it clever but at the time i did so i I think it was just actually ahead of the curve yeah it was ahead of the curve in a way Uh, the curve isn't always good though the curve is also i still find it heart heartwarming to like i played it through it again which and uh and i liked the 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 goofiness of it and i could imagine the sort of person that wrote that and the fun they had doing it. I liked it still. So, so. I, I liked the game and the aesthetic and the graphics, uh, and uh, I liked the I, I liked the graphics. I liked the game design. 
I liked the vibe, I liked the music, just the whole package. It's just, uh, anytime there was writing words on the screen, I just kind of, I snoozed. Well, I'm going to go to the go to bed. Is your argument it. that Takahashi Majin is funnier than the King of All Cosmos? <laughs> uh, yeah, just on principle. Yeah, he's, he's, the, real, he's, a, he's a real dude who can press a button real fast. Also, he's Hudson. Yeah. King of All Cosmos is basically a metaphor for Namco, uh, the corporate overlord who uh, uh, beat... Uh, uh, Keita Takahashi into submission and made him make a Katamari 2 when you know King of All Cosmos is kind of a it's a bit of a villain isn't he yeah it's the impression I got when yeah. I played well, the game I mean I think that means more likely that he would win um like Meijin yeah Hudson's dead so uh, yeah Hudson Parrish I, I don't think the King of All Cosmos fights his own battles I want to throw that out there too that's true yeah he's got, he, yeah, so. got all those princes so I don't know, is he sending a prince or is he actually alone on the island and doesn't know what to do? I think it's... Is a, is what, a... What's faster, Meijin on a skateboard or a rolling prince? I guess it's on the scale of the Katamari. Oh, I do not think Meijin can defeat a rolling prince. No, I do no, not. No, absolutely think not. Yeah. But the king of the cosmos... I don't, I don't, I don't even know, I don't know how he won in the first place, I mean, to be honest. I think king? just big. He won by yeah. big. You know, I find that so boring that I want Meijin to win. That's my vote. I mean, he's going to skateboard. The king of all cosmos, uh, just consider, you know, uh, lackadaisically, uh, you know, tortoise in the hair, you know, hair-like, as the proverb goes, figures to defeat Takahashi Meijin by reaching his arm down and uh, doing a simple finger flick, thinking, I'll flick him out of existence. And uh, Takahashi Meijin's on a skateboard and rides right up his arm and fires about 7,000 tomahawks in uh, a period of, like, little tiny splinter i think that the uh, the only way Blows that, up. that um uh, king of all cosmos loses is if he gets bored and goes away which is entirely possible and within his character so i, I we could say that that's how it happens. i actually like he that. loses because he gets bored yeah I, I, all i'm gonna say is if king of all cosmos wins kratos killed zeus dude yeah i mean that, i don't know let's, let's not speculate it, to no. the uh, yeah. finals. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, Kratos killed Zeus. Uh, there's no way King of All Cosmos can beat Kratos. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. That's not that's not how we're that's voting. Not the but Takahashi Meijin versus Kratos. That's much more interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think King of All Cosmos. I I, th I think he's out. I think it's you a think combination that, you think of bored? He, yeah. I think I'm bored and and he's bored. So <laughs> therefore, and, and the skateboard. Yeah, and the skateboard. And also Hudson's revenge. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's he's a good done. story. He's done. He's leaving. If you want to if you want to say he wins, he wins. Our next match is Sephiroth versus Bomberman. Why <laughs> uh, is that one again. the funniest one? <laughs> I mean, man, let's let's see. So, so Sephiroth Sephiroth emerges from flames at some point, and and they clearly have not damaged him very much. So can Bomberman? Sephiroth does not emerge from flames. He has lit a village on fire, and he is walking away. Uh, the the shot is uh, I've scrutinized this shot professionally. I was gonna say of all of, of us here, I trust Tim's memory of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> he lights a village on fire and then he walks away from. And you want to say that's watching. not emerging from flames? He's watching from behind the wall of flame as the village burns down, and then he turns around and just coolly okay. walks away. I mean, he's pretty close to it. He does not right. walk through the flames. He does, okay. however, transcend space and time, and he has become God at one point. So, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever he's, I mean, I mean, the, the, the fire walking through the fires, he can summon a comet, uh, a meteor to destroy the earth, but it takes seven days to do so. 
Oh, I remember. Okay, so I remember what happened here, which is that we had we decided that Bomberman was allowed uh, their uh, his power ups, and yes. yeah. so that that means that Bomberman can put ability jacket and keep bombing until uh, Sephiroth is dead, unless Sephiroth can outlast that amount of bombs until the invincibility wears off. Mm. I mean, do you know how cool Sephiroth is? Pretty He's not as cool as Bomberman. His sword is called the Masamune, and it is eight feet long, Brandon. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, um, if we're going to talk about power-ups in Bomberman, does Sephiroth not have access to all the power-ups in uh, Super Smash Bros? Oh, so um, no, it's got Materia uh, and stuff, probably. But B- Bomberman has the Kangaroo. I don't want to open the Smashbox here. He, he is in Smash Bros. But then again, isn't Bomberman in the in the Konami Smash Bros? Uh, yes. According to the lore of the Smash Bros series, the characters in Smash Bros are trophies of those characters brought to life. So it's not literally Sephiroth, God, but a Sephiroth toy. That's so trashy. Yeah, it's an amiibo. I'm sorry. That's trashy. Smash Bros. I mean, whatever. Game's cool, but there's just a... I'm sure it's just a cesspool. A video game cesspool. No offense to it. No I mean, offense like, to cesspools. No offense to cesspools. Uh, yeah. Swamp thing, we're not here to insult you. <laughs> uh, who's gonna win? A man, Bomberman, I think. I have a hard Sep- time imagining... Really? I don't know. Sephiroth's got Genova. Bomberman has so many bombs. Can Sephiroth, like, float? Can he fly? Oh, he can fly, yeah. He's a one-winged angel. So how... Uh, if, if he does, if he's not stuck on the ground, I think he wins. Bomberman after death in Saturn Bomberman gets into a flying car, uh, Wild Ed, and throws bombs into the arena at whoever's still there. Yeah, yeah, but like try throwing a bomb and having it detonate on someone who is flying and incredibly fast. He is quite nimble, yeah. I mean, that's what the Bomberman's all about. No, it's not. No, he is not about, like, like precise, on-impact explosions. He's about setting traps. I'm going to tell you what. I somewhat recently played 10-player Saturn Bomberman. Number one, wow, that's an opto nightmare. Uh, and, uh, uh, number two, I don't like the stupid throwing bombs into the arena thing. I think it's dumb. It's trashy. Well, I like it. The end. It's, uh, it's not fun for a 10-player game. That's all. It's fun in the 8-player game. When it's down to, I, just, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's debatable. It's unclean. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate Brandon advocating for Bomberman, but I think we have a clear winner. That's fine. He's got an eight foot long sword. I will say I seeded this thinking that the semifinal match would be King of All Cosmos versus Sephiroth. So Takashi Majin is a little bit of an upset, but we'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Uh, our next match is Shadow versus Kratos. Ah... I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, this is a tough one. I've played all of every one of these video games being debated here, and uh, I just don't see anybody topping the big boy K. Plus, he's got all those rabbits. Just to be clear, when we say Kratos, we mean Kratos from God of War, not Kratos the dog from the PSP game Brave Story, right? Uh, no, I also don't mean Kratos from that uh, Tales of game. Oh, yeah. There's a, in case, a little fun Easter egg, in case you all didn't know that. Uh, anybody listening the the psp game uh brave story which was made uh was published by sony computer entertainment in japan uh they named the the main character's dog uh, is named kratos but you only see him in like the opening cutscene before he enters the uh, the other the nino kuni world pretty video brave game. story is basically nino kuni but before nino kuni which it's it's very confusing it's the exact same plot as nino kuni man that's weird and then Nino Kuni. Anyway, 
Kratos versus uh, Shadow. Yeah. I got a gun and he's fast. I, it's really hard but to. But Kratos has several million rabbits. Oh, I forgot. Several about million that. rabbits and he's, he's whipping these chains around. Oh, and he's yeah. like, yeah, he's probably whipping and like killing the rabbits, but also the rabbit corpses are like hitting Shadow and his rings are flying everywhere. I, I don't think Shadow, like, I don't think the speed and guns are enough to overpower a million rabid corpses being flung at him. But where, where do we stand on uh, Chaos Emeralds? If if Kratos has- Chaos Emeralds are no match for the blades of Chaos. I mean, which is he, what, he becomes what basically a... immortal if he's got if he's got the uh, the Chaos Emeralds and he was created as the ultimate being. But I'm with I'm with Tim here. I think I think they're both made of Chaos energy, right? Yeah. And so it, it's kind of like an adamantium, you know, shield versus claws uh situation right like and what wins there jaffe um i'm a dc guy not a marvel guy i don't care yeah same well, thing uh, come on <laughs> but you, you just don't know anything about those things uh marvel no i'm clueless what's <laughs> what's stronger vibranium or adamantium vibranium i know that one oh I, I honestly, but uh irrelevant here because we're talking about chaos uh energy and and the blades of chaos yeah versus the invincibility powers of chaos and um i think i think chaos can penetrate chaos i, th I think the blades can get to, into shadow i think so the in the blades of chaos from a game design perspective were designed to alleviate what uh focus testers identified as a lack of precision in 3d action games meaning that the blades of chaos have that juicy animation and they'll lock on kind of softly to the enemy that's the the closest one that you you might have meant to hit and then that gradually evolved into this current god of war with the over the shoulder camera angle spoiler you do get the blades of chaos about halfway through the new god of war he has an axe but then you can switch to the blades uh, later he 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 takes them he he literally digs up in his basement and there's a box where he has the blades of chaos kept in them and he puts them on he's like i thought i'd never use these again and then you're now locking on the dudes with these extremely fast blade attacks oh man is is, is god of war oh my god is, is it is it is it is it that trope that gets me every time where it's like the old retired guy has to come back come out of time. retirement yeah he's oh gotta my do god it. i gotta play this yeah they get him uh but but they they delay it they make you think you're experiencing oh some, my god oh some, yeah some modern uh that gets, you know, it works on me every pace. time i'm such an idiot it just it's, works on me every time it's beautiful because <laughs> the game is this like slow-paced contemplative father-son story and then after a while something comes in and it's like well i gotta be the god of war again dude. He's, and he's got no choice right like there's just no choice oh he baby the chains of chaos <laughs> the blades of chaos bringing great pain to himself in the very oh, beginning of the game yeah. you see him taking a a, a a bandage off of his arm and you see the scars he's like rewrapping the bandage the yeah. scars where the blades were like sunken That's into his flesh stuff. he's got to put them back on um but anyway those lock on to fast moving enemies and just slam them well, hold on. The thing about Shadow specifically, yeah, as opposed to Sonic, is that he has this chaos control ability that literally allows him to freeze time. Right. And yeah. And I don't is. know how Kratos gets around that, no That's matter right. how many rabbits he has. Kratos in God of War uh, has his own ability to freeze time. That's what I wanted to hear. So in the in the new God of War, it's buried in the skill tree somewhere. 
so, um, so there's it, a very yeah. big skill tree in this so game. So it becomes like the it, it becomes like true? the final fight of JoJo Part Three. Is that all, true? all I'm gonna well, all, what I'm trying to say here is uh, Kratos is thoughtfully designed to be pleasant to control in 3D, where yeah. Sonic and his ilk, including Shadow the Hedgehog, have absolutely zero thoughts given to the 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 pleasure of the player in the third dimension which makes me feel like shadow should win no shadow's gonna be running up a hill and uh, just a a small incline can cause shadow to uh yeah shadow can drive a car drive a very ugly car that <laughs> controls very poorly i don't know, I actually think shadow the hedgehog is a pretty cool game i got that yeah. on my ps2 yes according to the god of war wiki time control is in fact one of his power Okay. There it is. He's looking at it right now. Yeah, the amulet of the fates is what would uh, mm -hmm. allow him to counter Shadow's ability well, here. Okay, so so chaos counters chaos, right? Time yes. travel count counters time travel. They're they're kind of on equal footing. So I think it has to go to Kratos because he has the uh, the the rabbit advantage. And uh, I don't know if this uh, adds or complicates things, but but speaking of you know the power of chaos, I, I think it's worth mentioning that the rabbits are agents of chaos. That's true. That's true. They're basically the Joker. Yeah. Also, I mean, I just want to pause for a moment to say this is a very poetic battle because Kratos and Shadow the Hedgehog are from the same uh, the same exact movement of video game history. The uh, the the edgy edgy character moment. Yeah. We all remember That's this. True. That's from true. From the PS2 era, they're from the same or cut from the same cloth, as it were. Except. And this maybe gives the, a little bit of an edge to Shadow. Kratos actually represents, even though there is that QTE minigame sex scene in God of War 1, which is about as far as a lot of people get. Uh, they don't get too much further than that part. It's very early in the game. I thought you were going to say that's about as far as most people get sexually. Is yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that too. Uh, uh, nice. But um, Kratos is... Uh, he's, he represents... The, the the volume being turned down on his developers' edge. Because Twisted Metal was was the previous game by the makers of God of War. Twisted Metal was pretty sick. It's about serial killers in a, in a mental institution being uh, enslaved by the sadistic owner of the mental institution being forced to drive cars and kill each other. Uh, like, that's weird. God of War is a far tamer. It's Greek mythology, but you're... you're guy getting revenge on for his dead wife or whatever it's like okay whereas shadow is the volume being turned up on the edginess of sonic right i don't think i'm yes. i don't think this is any of this is uh, controversial no. to say um i would like to say one more thing in shadow's favor before okay. we vote uh, right, shadow's ability is chaos control so if everyone here is an if everyone here is a chaos element shadow is the one with the ability to control chaos now, Blades of Chaos are god darned. Uh, they they are shackled to Kratos, and he he puts them on willingly. After removing them, after like after exorcising the curse over a series of three uh, blockbuster video games, he is able to remove the blades, and now he can put them on and take them off at will, as is explained very clearly in God of War 2018. He puts them on willingly and then he can take them off whenever he wants it just causes him great pain so kratos can control chaos all right he, he is in control of chaos i'll allow it okay let's take our vote are we voting okay i'm, I'm, I'm voting kratos 
Kratos because he's the most like Marcus Phoenix. Well, so I'm, I'm still voting for Shadow. Two to one Kratos. Just don't, just don't give me Kratos versus Marcus Phoenix because my head will explode. <laughs> uh, Takahashi Majin versus Sephiroth. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. Let's think about this because uh, infinite axes uh, at, at rapid infinite axes. You know, it, it it might take a long time, but I think you could gate around mean, and 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 chuck infinite axes at him until he's dead. Majin has like three hearts of health, mm-hmm. and and Thoroth has like a huge body. I just don't. He has think. several nines. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a million some hit points in Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's yep. a spoiler. You fight him in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course you do. Are we talking Kingdom Hearts, Sephiroth, or Final Fantasy? That's my Final joke. Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Sephiroth, or Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth? Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth dies because Cloud Omni slashes him. Do we all know what Omni Slash is? Yeah. It's Cloud's ultimate flurry of. Like he does a hundred really fast sword slashes. That's how he dies in Final Fantasy VII, canonically. Uh, Cloud has to hit him like a hundred times in rapid succession. In re- yeah. So, oh god, how fast can? So yeah. it is a quite a Takahashi Meijin level of. How is Meijin still here? I mean, uh, the the maximum theoretical, um, if if it's really every button press, right? The maximum theoretical is is sixty a second, right? Because sixty frames a second is what. Yeah. Takahashi yeah. runs at. But he does fire 16. Uh, is the real man's ability. The real man's ability is the 16 shot. Okay, all right. So between 16 and 60 is the theoretical. Yeah, 16 is yeah. the most likely. But, you know, if you wanted to get stupid, you could say 60, right? Um, yeah, adrenaline and such. If he's actually fighting for his real life. Right. It's, yeah, we, uh, ha- we haven't seen him in, in actually desperate before. We don't know what he's capable of. Uh, he's he's usually just walking around and there's like snails, you know. Like yeah, he's not fought Sephiroth. He's, he's collecting snails. fruit. Yeah. So I'm thinking if he can induce Sephiroth to miss one hit, uh, like in Sephiroth's eight foot sword, the Masamune gets stuck in the ground. Takashi Meijin has a chance to skateboard up it. <laughs> uh, whilst throwing uh, this again tomahawks per second <laughs> but he uh, has to jump in the middle of going up it because there's a there's a grape up there yeah, yeah oh yeah get that grape yeah uh, where's the, what's the fruit situation here because he needs fruit or he dies if his fruit runs out uh it, it's a lush island there's fruit around mostly melons yeah, not like See, uh, melons are hard to eat. Not like coconut or whatever. There's so we're no, saying the, yeah. the video game rules apply. The man needs fruit, except he needs fruit to live. Except he it, it, he doesn't uh, just absorb them in a single frame on Violence Island. He has to actually eat them as a human might. Well, that means he can't throw the axes as fast right. as we're saying. You can't them. have both. Yeah, so I think the axe speed is slower. We're doing a grittier uh a grittier <laughs> reboot of Takahashi Meijin. Man. He's, he's inspired by the fight he just saw. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. gotten darker. All that yeah. chaos. <laughs> he's just a, he's just, you know what I like about Takahashi Meijin is he's just a weird little man with a strong jaw. Yeah. That's cool. Kind of a funny face. Just a weird little man with a strong jaw. And it's that energy that got him to the semi. The semi- I'm a weird tall man with a weak jaw. So... I'll just ask my god darn chiropractor <laughs> about my neck, which is causing me jaw problems. And they will respond, I am not a scam. <laughs> yeah. 
they'll, they'll put some electrodes on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Backcracker Cowboy Chiropractor. My heart says Takahashi, but my mind says Sephiroth. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sephiroth wins, unfortunately. My body's telling me yes. We're, <laughs> but my heart is saying no. Yeah. All right, let's take our vote. All right, I, I, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote last. Sephiroth for me. Uh, yes, Sephiroth as well, I guess. Well, shoot, I'll, I'll give Takashi Meijin his vote, even though Ooh, I also one vote. Sephiroth. We'll go ahead and give him his one vote. He'll remember that, this. That brings us to our finals: the God of War versus the One-Winged Angel. Well, man, I was kind of hoping it was going to be God of War versus uh, Takahashi Meijin because I was I was spending all this time pumping up uh, Kratos uh, and all his abilities. And then I was going to say, well, how many times can uh, Kratos throw his axe per second? Yeah. Uh, it was going to be my great joke. And then I was like, if you watch my video I did about God of War for Kotaku, I explained exactly how many seconds it takes him to throw the axe and retrieve it. It's about six seconds. I was going to say he gets completely blown away by... Uh, Takahashi if, it, if, if it comes straight down to brass axe, uh, it's all about uh, just axe tossing contest. Anyway, Kratos killed Zeus, dude. So Kratos versus Sephiroth is actually just the ultimate god darn game facts. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. This is the, this is the best. We have uh, Japanese video games versus um, uh, American know. video games right here. Maybe. Also, French video games, those rabbits are still in there. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Who's got better hair? That's what I want to know. I mean, Shadow oh. probably took out, I don't know, 3 million? What does that leave him with? Uh, that leaves us with like uh, 64 million. Okay, yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. Sephiroth was in Kingdom Hearts, but Kratos <laughs> was in... Uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. He's in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale or uh, PlayStation Smash Bros. But we got two Smash Bros facing each other, more or less. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake a lot, uh, and I played uh, God of War 2018 a lot as well, and it's kind of hard. This is a very difficult battle. Although, again, Kratos killed Zeus. I mean, he killed... He ripped Zeus's arms off, man. I will say Kratos is in Fortnite. Sephiroth, not in Fortnite. Shoot! So Kratos has a gun. Kratos has a shotgun and an axe and the Blades of Chaos and a son who has a bow and arrow. And he's got one rabbit left. And he can build, right? Like, he's, he's building, too. He has more <laughs> yeah. than one rabbit. He has, a, he has several million rabbits left. 69,420,000 rabbits there, left. There are pilots, like... There's it's it's unimaginable un horror, but there are currently three million rabbit corpses on Violence Island. Oh, that's terrible. I would say that Kratos being in Fortnite and Sephiroth being in Kingdom Hearts cancel each other out. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So the Smash Bros. Uh, continuum is all that remains. <sighs> I'm thinking it's Kratos because uh, Sephiroth's just a man, but he does transcend space and time. Yeah, but. Uh, Kratos did kill Zeus and Shadow. Yeah, I mean, my my question to you, Tim, is 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 there any Sephiroth versus mythology canon? No, you know what I mean, like, would. is he taking on an actual god, anything like that? I mean, oh, I, um, if you want to talk about Dissidia, oh, Dissidia's got a story to it, doesn't it? That's a horrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't remember what happens in that one. It's like doing your taxes on the moon. There's some gods in that. Oh yeah, they could have right. just made it like a really cool game, and instead they it's got like 42 systems kind of. Does Sephiroth have summons? So, Sep so Sephiroth's double smash. So let's just be honest. You know how Kratos, how how Sephiroth dies most of the time. Yeah. You know how players beat 
Sephiroth? Do we all know this off the top of your head? How do most players kill Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII? Who here knows? Simple, simple question. I don't. What do we got? I never got that far. Jeffy, do you got this? I don't. What, Brandon? Do you know? Uh, isn't it like summoning, Bah- summoning Bahamut or something like that? No, not Bahamut. It's you're close. Is it Knights of the Round? Is it Knights of the Round? Is yeah, that's Knights, Knights of the Round is the stereotypical way to kill yeah, Sephiroth. Yeah. Yeah. You cast Knights of the Round, and usually that just kills him in one round. Yeah, that's right. Uh, usually, Sephiroth is nowhere near. The, like I'm taking it all the way back to Final Fantasy VII. I'm taking it all the way back to God of War One. Sephiroth is nowhere near the strongest opponent you fight in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that would be Ruby Weapon and Emerald Weapon, the two optional bosses. They are leagues harder to kill than Sephiroth. You have to master the battle system in order to beat those guys. You have to bend the battle system over your knee until it breaks into a billion splinters in order to fight the weapons. Whereas Sephiroth, if you get a gold chocobo and you get Knights of the Round, you can just kill him in one hit. And uh, you get to watch, who do you watch kill Sephiroth? King Arthur, Lancelot. Uh, You watch those guys kill Sephiroth. You've got Cloud, Sid, you know, whoever you've got in your party. Uh, Tifa, Red 13, Barrett, right? You got these people, but they step aside to let King Arthur kill Sephiroth, right? Now, could Zeus kill King Arthur? Off the top of your head, just answer with your heart here. Sure. Right? I'm pretty sure he could. He literally gets struck by lightning. Yes. (laughs) So, Kratos killed Zeus... I don't know, man. I think it's got it's going to be Kratos. It's going to be a beautiful yeah. battle, and I really feel like uh, this is a good opportunity for you know PlayStation has this uh, this this relationship. Let's call it that with Square uh, Square Enix, uh, where they you know they they owned Final Fantasy VII Remake for so long. They're gonna they're the exclusive home of Final Fantasy sixteen. Kind of would like to see some uh, Sephiroth DLC for this new uh, for this new God of War game. I think that would I'm actually kind of thinking that would be a cool. Uh, you know, you know that'd be a cool fight. I'd play that. All right. As Kratos, if you see some of these optional bosses in God of War on the hardest difficulty, that 2018 God of War, the Valkyries, you fight these Valkyries. That's so hard, dude. So anyway, Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog wins. Is that right? <laughs> Shadow wins. Uh, I'm saying it's Kratos uh, and Shadows. You know, Shadow. Nobody stays mad at Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Uh, every Sonic the Hedgehog villain has canonically become Sonic's friend in the in the following game, right? Right. Yeah, pretty much. Knuckles, Shadow. Uh, I'm saying that uh, Shadow is like Kratos' buddy now. So we're all in favor of Kratos here. Kratos sure. is basically Sonic the Human, yeah. I would say. Here's what yeah. I am going to pose further. <laughs> it's a long, hard battle. It's one truly worthy of the halls and history of Violence Island. Kratos stands over Sephiroth victorious. Oh, and, and I want to I want to point out really quickly. Yeah. I, I don't believe that the rabbits played much of a part here, so I think it's a fair victory. They stood around making minion noises the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Well, Kratos is depleted, taking everything he's gotten. Rabid Peach picks up the Fortnite gun and takes him out from behind. Yeah, I, I am declaring Rabid Peach the winner of Violence Island. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't think it counts because it's not it's not it, it is not a defeat at the hands of his opponent. So it does not count. Kratos wants to die. Yeah, but like, he's not gonna. Like, if you killed Mike Tyson after a bout, you wouldn't say he just lost that bout. That's, That's true. true. 
wrestling rules don't apply. All right. I want Tyson because he probably should die is, is why it yeah. came up with that. Kratos yeah. is our winner. Mike Tyson is canonically dead on Violence mm-hmm. Island, joining Untitled Goose and Lester the Unlikely. We'll see you again for season two of Violence Island in, I don't know, three months? That wow. seems like a good that seems like a good break. Uh it's time for our lightning round. Uh, this week, we're going to play Game FAQ and A's again, because I had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the one where I go to Game FAQs and go to one of the Q&A boards uh, posted for every video game on the website. Your goal is to answer them as quickly and as pithily as possible. Don't worry about accuracy. Here we go. This week's game for Game FAQ and A's is Minecraft. Question number one. The healthiest way to go back home? Don't. Uh, my my parents are very. Uh, I don't know. They're just. They're very annoying. So I just don't. Just don't do it. I don't think that's the healthiest, though. I, I think that's the easiest. Um, but healthiest would be um, to eat at the know. Chipotle near my parents' house. Not not to try to go anywhere else. Yeah, and and to, to, I think you need to set boundaries. Uh, I think you need to uh, have plans for having uh, time away from from your parents and uh, try to remember that your parents are people too and uh, they're trying their best. I'm going to say the healthiest way to go back home is walk there. It gets a good exercise. That's or good. just That's don't good. leave. Just, just stay home. But if you stay home, you hurt your back. Sorry. I mean, we've oh, yeah, established true. this. So, that's true. Yeah. Question two. Why won't my cat sit down or stand up? <laughs> That's cats for you. <laughs> Uh, Wait, what game is? Oh, Minecraft. That's right. I think your cat's dead, dude. <laughs> no offense. Uh, that, that, it's not a cat. It's a pig. Oh. Yeah. Pigs don't that's, stand up. I don't know. Famously, <laughs> pigs stand up. Uh, that cat's dead. Not, I'm with them. Not on their hind legs. How to build a chunk loader? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Shoot. You build a loader. You find some chunks. Shove them in there. Yeah. No, that's you're just chunk loading now. That is not building a chunk loader. Okay. Interesting. I think the answer is uh, there, there's a there's a great tutorial on WikiHow with uh, really funny illustrations. The, the faces in particular are, are quite amusing. Yeah, I'd say that's probably right. I'm looking at it right now. How long will it take me to rebuild Seinfeld? <laughs> very, very long time. Well, I mean, this, this has been done, right, Tim? This this was done during an entire season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I would say that season took place over, what, maybe like nine months in, 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 in like, canon time, something like that? Maybe but more than that? But it was season seven of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So do you have to include the first six? I think so, but you could... Okay, so the thing is, the first six seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm came out over the period of... Uh, first season was 99... Season seven was 2009, so it was, it was ten, it was seven seasons over ten years. But let's just say seven, seven years. I would say, yeah. how long it takes to remake Seinfeld? Yeah, because we don't, we don't know like what the canon time in Curb Universe is, right? Like we don't know. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be about six months, something like that. Okay, Mocha Joe's in there. Mocha Joe, how do you get hardcore in Minecraft? Uh, you, you first you buy a Sega Genesis, and then uh, and then you go down to the. Uh, craft video game store and see what Konami games they got. Maybe you can get Contra Hardcore. Contra Hardcorps. I mentioned Contra Hardcore in a YouTube video and one guy left like 28 comments and I kept deleting them and he kept replying. Kept asking me why I didn't pronounce the P-S in Contra Hardcore. (laughs) Uh, And I kept deleting them and they kept getting meaner and meaner and meaner (laughs) and meaner uh, until like it was finally like 14 paragraphs and then I quit and then I deleted that one and then I quit my job 
<laughs> and then I went back there a couple months ago and he had posted another one. <laughs> and it was like even longer and more deranged and it was even more about censorship. And uh, That's had, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Question six. What needs to go into a hotel? Bed, okay. bed for sure. Right? Those little bed. those little cereal bowls, continental breakfast, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I love the continental breakfast. Terrible overstuffed pillow. An egg bar, like or whatever it is. Okay, so you're you're not going for like mandatory hotel features. You guys are. I'm going, going for stuff like... stuff that people uh, miss. People things okay. uh, things hotel uh, aspiring uh, amateur hotel builders. Uh, you know they tend to miss. Okay. Okay. Right. The continental breakfast doesn't always uh, doesn't always get in there. Just saying, you know, it's it's a nice to have for some people. For me, it's essential. A TV with with an input. You know, that's that we don't always get that. We should yeah. always yeah. get that. Um, a shower with a with an obscure method of changing the temperature because they're always uh, different. Must have a Netflix app uh, on the TV yep. that uh, takes has an average of six to twelve seconds between. Uh, button presses oh yeah yeah at least six to 12 seconds of input lag on the netflix app. there's a sign to tell you how uh it costs uh 25 dollars to get two hours of internet oh yeah love it uh, a bottle yeah. of water that uh you probably shouldn't touch because they'll know and then they'll yeah, charge yeah. you six dollars warm yeah. water that says it's free but really cost six dollars right uh, yeah yeah, and uh, you need individually wrapped soaps, little individually yes. wrapped soaps that have little nubs on them for some reason. Oh yeah, and uh, let's let's just go ahead and uh, for in, you know all of this stuff, let's just go ahead and say a really really nice shower that yeah. has a really really good spray, Love and it makes shower. you think. You know what? This hotel's not bad actually. That's that's all you need is to, that's a good belt. the shower at the end of the the hard day of work. The shower just blasts the gingivitis off your teeth or whatever. You don't have gingivitis on your teeth. Whatever's it, on your teeth, I don't know. It just blasts the black off your teeth. Uh, just beats the gingivitis out of your 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 gums. And you're like, you know what? So tells me, I'd stay here again. How's the gameplay? Just <laughs> how's the gameplay? How's the gameplay? Okay. Well, it's uh, it's okay. I mean, it, it's it's what you make of it in Minecraft. Really, let's talk about. It. Let's get back to Minecraft. It's just it is what you make of it. What are you willing to bring to it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it's a game about creativity. Enjoy. If you're not creative, uh, maybe check out uh, God of War 2018 for your PlayStation 5. That's a destructive game. If you want something more uh, directed, would you rather watch TV or would you rather uh, uh, write a, a poem? You know, or build a TV. Yeah, uh, write a poem while building a TV. Um, if the latter, check out Minecraft. If the former, maybe Burnout Paradise. Among Us sussy baka Fortnite balls. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. No, wait, I guess. No. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure now, um, but I think probably yes. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I think, I think no. I think no. Let's just say definitively yeah, no. no. I mean, okay, okay. No, no is what I'd prefer. I just, I suspect that yes. Uh, well, we have the ability to inform here, so let's just That's say true. no. That's true. Okay, so no. All right. Why won't anything work? Talk to your uh, legislative uh, body. I mean, really, it's just, you know, the, the, you start teaching them about uh, capitalism as a concept, I think. Because the people, the people in charge, uh, yeah, they, they got their uh, the only way those, those people ever do. I think the response is just like a novel's worth rant about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question, maybe related. Is there any way to get rid of this? No. No. 
Um, I mean, there is. And we're stuck. This is this the, the the human experiment has failed. This is what we got. There is, but yeah, nobody's the nobody's. Human worried. experiment has failed. Uh, <laughs> that's the end yeah. of our show. Does anybody have recommendations? Yes, I recommend you just give up, man. We, it, it's done. Failed. I'm gonna recommend an EP from a uh, black metal band called Akvan. The EP is called City of Blood. It's by an Iranian American who is doing music based on Persian mythology and Zoroastrian stuff and uh, using oldie time Persian instruments, well, also contemporaneous Persian instruments uh, in a black metal context. It is a little bit, uh, it'll wear you down after a while, but it's definitely cool to hear because you don't get to hear that stuff too much. And they're also explicitly uh, anti-fascist and all that kind of stuff. So uh, give that one a look. I get myself worn down by God darn everything. Yeah, you that. know, I'm just sitting over here getting worn down by playing video games. For example, my lumbar spine, right? Oh. Uh, so I'd get worn down by some tunes. Yeah, there you go. Especially these loud ones. Yeah, they got some lads. Am I able to turn the volume up on this uh, record? Oh, you could do it. Yeah, but Turn it right up. Do. Yeah, but double dab a do. What's your recommendation, Frank? Yeah, but double dash. I actually I have a recommendation actually. Um I think it's just now available on HBO Max. I saw it on HBO Live, I think, when it was new, like in a hotel Ooh. room randomly. But uh I love a hotel. There's a a really great uh documentary about george carlin's life called uh, george carlin's american dream and uh it is Keep on carlin it, it's called it is uh <laughs> I, i'm I, i'm recommending this because i'm realizing that the whole like the human experiment has failed uh thing is, is 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 coming from him from watching this documentary so so uh highly recommended uh uh really interesting look at, at a man's uh career and life path and uh the phenomenally edited sort of ending uh with uh his comedy going back to the 70s over uh horrifying modern imagery to show how how, how timeless uh this stuff actually is is uh uh something i'm still thinking about so hbo max george carlin's american dream i watched that hobo max quite a lot i like it um i guess i would say uh, i finished watching the show severance you probably don't need anybody to recommend uh uh that show uh i mean there's thousands of people out there people like it as a professional uh obscure stuff recommender uh i feel my duty to recommend uh, unobscure things here uh in this segment on the show severance uh was extremely good it's one of those miraculous things where there's a premise that's good and my problem as a as a human uh who uh, is a, a frequent writer of fiction. Uh, I write a lot of fiction for myself. I will publish some of it someday in some form. Um, as a frequent writer of fiction and a particular fan of of speculative fiction and science fiction, um, every time I encounter a premise that's good, I go into the story thinking, so let's see when and where and how they mess it up. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, know, I know full well, trust me, I know full well that ideas are not stories, right? It's the first god darn thing they teach you when they give you your gun uh, at the, uh, you know, uh, the fiction police headquarters is that ideas are not stories that you've got to put in a lot of work. There is a lot of work and planning and uh, uh, of a project managerial sort of uh, 
uh, the variety that goes into getting a story outlined, much less written. And that's not even touching on the quality of the prose or the, you know, the moment to moment writing, talking plotting, you know, world building, a light touch on world building is nice. Uh, anyway, I go into anything that is of a speculation, a speculative fictional stripe. I go into thinking uh, that I'm I'm going to encounter, especially when it's a big budget television program thing. I, I go in with the cynicism just kind of baked, pre-baked in the oven of Black Mirror, um, which uh, has all these little concepts and then it treats them like popcorn, right? Each episode is a little concept. Um, this Severance show has a miraculously interesting concept. If you don't know what it is, I wholly encourage you, the listener, don't even just try to get like a week uh, trial of this Apple TV Plus, which has some other neat stuff on it. But try to get like a free trial or whatever and just just watch this show if you if you've been avoiding it for any particular reason or if you've heard about it and you're curious, just watch it, man. The premise, uh, I didn't know the premise because I avoid trailers and such. Uh, the way they unfurl the premise in the first episode is very good. And then the fact that they, they've actually built a very good, uh, just well-written, level-headed mystery, suspense, thriller, fiction, science fiction sort of story on it is very nice. Surprises are all well-earned. I, I could not believe how well it earns everything it sets up. Um, so from the perspective of, a, you know, I did the homework uh, of writing a couple dozen uh, novels in my life uh, that I'll never dare show anyone. Uh, I've done that level of homework, and I can tell you that uh, I can, as surely as I can recognize the badness of my own fiction plotting, I can recognize the sparkling goodness of this show, Severance. Check it out. It's, it gets my highest recommendation which is uh, about, uh, you know, all the tubs of popcorn or whatever, you know, with butter, uh, if you like it, and, and not no butter if you don't like it. I, I didn't eat popcorn while watching it because uh, I'm on a restricted diet. Thank you. It's a good show. Uh, I have a recommendation. My recommendation is one you may have heard before. It's that if you're listening to the show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that for us. Uh, in fact... If you'll indulge me, I'd like to pull up a review right now. See what people are saying about us. All right. The, I'm just going to read the latest review. I have not prepared this in advance. Oh, see what it is. Are you ready? Here we go. By good enough guy one who says, Alex Jaffe sure is a good host. It just needs <laughs> to be said. But everyone on the show is good too. All right. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to read the second review here. This is actually interesting. Absolute one, one star. Absolutely disgusting pushing your political agenda, not pronouncing the P and S in Contra Hardcore. Every time we get the idea already, you're a liberal. Uh, there we go. That's the, uh, I'm, I could go further. Blasted. Uh, apparently, you know, liberals, uh, they don't, they don't like to pronounce, they don't call it hardcorps. So please do more of that. If you subscribe to the show on a platform where you can leave reviews, do that for us, please, to help the algorithm push us upwards and forwards. It also brightens my day. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. You can join our community as well at forums.insertcredit.com. 
or follow us on Twitter at Insert Credit or search for Insert Credit on YouTube. This show is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. Brandon Sheffield. And the human experiment has failed. To me, the funniest part is I have the source code for the game. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's Tim, pretty good. Can't no. find this cartridge, but here's the source code. I'm sorry you're in a situation where you have so many cool things that it's hard to find uh, any particular cool thing at a given time. <laughs> I was talking about this earlier. It's like, it sounds like a humble brag, but it's just frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm looking for this thing and I'm opening boxes and it's yeah. like, there's like a hundred PS1 review builds in here. I'm like, I don't even know where these came from. What are these? Somebody should have some kind of organization. You'd think that would solve it, Jaffe. You'd think that would do it. <laughs> to uh, label and categorize these things. We have a full-time librarian. That is his job. There you go. That's who you call to find this. This is his job. Where did you catalog this, Phil? Right. <laughs> You're paying that guy so you have someone to blame for this. Yeah. I'd say you should just kill him. Uh, I don't want to kill Phil. Should fill him. <laughs> <laughs>